Hi, this is Kimberly Reuter, and you're listening to my Clarity Scale Growth Podcast. Edward, nice to meet you. Nice to see you this morning. Um, yeah, I'm super excited to talk to you guys today. Yeah, uh, CSG Consulting. Uh, CSG stands for Clarity Scale Growth. Um, and that is, that is the philosophy that I'm passionate about, and that is the methodology that I believe creates the most um, sustainable growth. Yeah, you have to, yeah. Yeah, you have to be clear about your intention. That's the clarity part of this. Like, what do you, and so, and I'll tie this back to some of the things I, and a lot of this comes from what I learned at Amazon. Um, and uh, there's a couple of great books out there by uh, John Rossman that I've been included in. Um, you know, the, the Amazon principles, the Amazon way is one of them. Yeah. And um, one of the things that, um, that, that I took away and I bought into my own business was, you know, you have to know where you're going and you have to know if you're succeeding. Because if you don't, one of the biggest questions I would get at Amazon on a very consistent basis from executives was, how do you know you're successful? Yes. And it's kind of a stumper if you don't have an answer, <laughs> right? You're like, well, I don't know. Like, yeah. I still have a job. Like, I'm here. My numbers are, you know, I'm moving up into the right. Like, I don't know. What do you want from me? <laughs> um, and But the counter of that is that, did you get the part about the failing? Yeah, the counter for success is, um, is not the fact that you've hitting your numbers. What happens when you fail? Well, it was more like if you're not measuring it, you don't know where you are. So, you know, I talked to companies today, you know, like you asked me about what the overreaching vision and goal for Amazon Global was, right? Yes. And so, you know, the overreaching vision and global was to make it exactly the same experience, no matter where you were in the world, that you could buy anything or mostly anything from mostly most, most locations. Um, and it was the same experience. So that's kind of an overreaching vision. And so there were goals associated with that. But, um, but you have to have the clarity of purpose and the clarity of what you're doing and why. And here's something that I run into all the time is I, get, I run into people and businesses and I'm like, okay, well, you know, what's the goal of this project? Well, we want to save money. Okay. It's a very wide. Uh, yeah, right. And that's actually kind of an outcome. Yes. It's not necessarily a goal. Objective. Yeah, it's an outcome of a goal. And so that's around like clarity. Um, and then, so that was where, that, and then so and when I work with my clients today, I work a lot with trying to understand, like, what are you trying to achieve? Like, what's the problem you're trying to solve? Don't tell me what you want to do. Tell me the problem you want to solve. And yeah. then we'll talk about how we solve it. And then the scale part was, you have to build things that scale. You cannot build things that, especially in fulfillment and supply chain, if your goal is growth, you can't build something that's going to work for the next six months. Awesome. Now, there are, are millions, hundreds of consultants all over this world who will gladly build you something that will work for the next six months and be more than happy to come back in another six months and help you again. But if you want to really be, if you want to grow and you want to grow quickly and you don't want to keep going back to the well, you have to plan and build things at scale for the next three years. Yes. And that doesn't mean you have to build it um, big right now. Yeah, but you have to build something that, that you can iterate on and that the foundation will be there for you for the next three years. Yes. And if you do those two things, then you will have sustained growth. And so that's where the name of the company comes from. And, that's, and that is the methodology that we work under and that we apply when we're working with clients. And some of it mostly is kind of invisible to the client. Like they don't, they don't see that, but that's the outcome that they get. Sounds, sounds great. I mean... It, it, always simplicity is bliss clarity yes. is absolutely amazing <laughs> because then yeah. you can, uh, concentrate all your efforts and the rest is about execution sometimes yeah. execution sort of bits the strategy or eats strategy for breakfast some people say mm-hmm. i can't remember who made this remark but um i think they do go hand in hand yeah just lay it up mm-hmm. pretty well and then execute pretty well 
Yeah. And, you know, so I, uh, a couple of years ago, I helped uh, with a um, Wagyu beef um, startup in Seattle. Uh, Total Greenfield was the second person they hired the EVP of e-commerce and he hired me to come in and build uh, his fulfillment. And, you know, he and I had a couple tough conversations uh, while I was consulting with them because, you know, they wanted to go with this very scrappy, you know, why can't we just do, you know, fulfill frozen steak out of the basement? I don't understand why you're not, you're not embracing our vision. Right. And I was like, well, I'm not going to embrace your basement vision because <laughs> it's not a vision. Um, and, uh, and so we had a few rounds uh, where we went back and forth on this and I stuck to my guns and finally, I got them to understand was like, look, I want you guys to be in a position that when your business takes off and you're selling so much beef, you had no idea that you are not having to go back and rebuild your fulfillment and your supply chain pipeline. Yeah. You can't do it. You literally can't do it because it, it will just completely stall. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I've seen it so many times where companies do, they have, they're short-sighted. They want it, you know, again, kind of like what we were talking about early days at Nordstrom, right? Where they're like, they want that quick win. They yeah. want that. I want the Kindle yesterday and I don't care, you know, yeah. if it's just cardboard and air, I yeah. want the Kindle. And, uh, and so, and so exactly what you just said happens is that they hit that growth spurt, they're killing it. And then all of a sudden they can't fulfill on time. They're running out of inventory. Customers are just the steaks are not frozen when they arrive. The boxes look like hell. Like all of these things, right? And so it stalls because now you have to refocus everything on trying to fix it in the middle of your growth spurt. Did you did you remember not long ago the KFC sort of ran out of chicken? Uh, I don't. What, what no, was that about? It was it, it was in Europe. I mean, particularly here in the UK, and I think um, some very large logistics companies were were kind of involved and some some silly things happened but bottom line is kfc ran out of chicken and that was a problem for weeks and weeks and weeks so the cost yeah it it was absolutely humongous (laughs) many roles i'm pretty sure in the supply chain within the company and so on yeah it was a big thing Yeah, and the, it, people in their food, and specifically oh, yeah. not KFC chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so, and then, and then that's, that's that's the thing, right? Is that once a customer has that bad experience, right? How likely are they to come back? So yeah, this is no. kind of back to this is back to my original comment when I was talking about you can have the most beautiful website, you can have the best beef available in the United States, you can have all of this stuff, right? But if the if it doesn't show up in an in an edible condition, it doesn't show up and the customer feels good about it, it doesn't show up in time for their dinner party, it doesn't show yeah. up in time, you know, for you know whatever, it doesn't show up in a box that makes them feel good about it. Um, how likely are they to come back? Pretty unlikely. Pretty unlikely. And yeah, all the marketing. You'll be, yeah, you'll be as yeah. good as the last effort. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And all the loyalty programs and all the marketing and all the, you know, discounts and all that stuff doesn't matter if the customer doesn't have faith that they're going to get it. Yeah. So this is a nice, another nice segue into the trust and how do we build trust today with our Mm -hmm. followers, with our consumers, with the people within the company, how they get and buy uh, into the vision and not being resentful to other departments or sections. So the whole, the whole organization pulls as one. And I think um, when I refer to it is some, I, I refer to the Conway law It's how you communicate and that, that sort of communication and reinventing the way you communicate in a better way uh, yeah. has an impact on the, the organization. And then the organization itself, itself starts to change. And as a result, you will end up in the digital transformation sort of space where the people change, the system change yes. and everything is sort of new. You have this yeah. new kind of uh, organization and, and, and thing that works. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, my experience uh, with this, and, and for some organizations, this is a very painful process, and it, it's something that, um, you know, I worked on it at Nordstrom, um, is there's two pieces. One is radical transparency. Yeah. You have to be 100% transparent with everyone, and not everyone loves that um, because radical transparency is not always kind. And it is not always um, it is not always pleasant for everyone because to be radically transparent across an organization means that everybody has to put their dirty laundry out there and everybody yeah. has to own their side of the street. And in, when you're working with organizations that are older organizations that were not originally digital organizations, you get a lot of fiefdoms and you get a lot of um, hoarding data and information. Um, as a power play, right? Because yeah, if I have the silos and trying to control those. Yep, yep. Because if I have the information, I have the power. Yeah. And so that is one radical transparency is absolutely key. And the other one is decisions through data exclusively. Yeah. And that is another one for older organizations, you know, especially organizations that have been more creative um, and are, are used to embracing the creative. Um, they you know, don't always want to go with data, right? They don't always want to accept that the data says that you're buying too much inventory or that you didn't buy enough inventory. Yeah, the A-B testing, which is so uh, commonplace in the digital world and then yeah. UIs and everything else, and then you have multivariants, yeah. um, is now common common sense for those that actually perform pretty well because you can have multi, multi, a multitude version of yourself exposed yep. out there to your consumers on yep. canary approach and yeah. measure, really measure which one works and then double up. Yep. And yeah, exactly. Because data allows you to do an iterative approach, yeah. right? Which is to say, um, Ooh, that didn't work. Uh, we shouldn't do that again because <laughs> the data said it, but you know what you weren't into in organizations, especially in organizations that are older organizations that have people who have been doing it their entire lives. Right. Um, you know, and Nordstrom was a great example of that where they had people who had only ever worked at Nordstrom. They started on the sales floor and they moved up to executive positions Life over a 20 year yeah. period. Oh, lifers. Yeah, exactly. This won't exist anymore. I mean, uh, the, the new generations, they, they will yeah. have uh, at least two, three, four jobs in their life. Right. Um, but in these, you know, older companies, you know, where, where people have been there, have grown up there, um, you know, what you would run into is the data would say, this is a bad idea. But the person would say, well, I've been doing this for 20 years and it feels good to me. <laughs> mm. yeah, now, really. are we making decisions? Yeah, are we making decisions on feelings? Are we making decisions on data? And so, I think you know, back to how do you transform an organization, and how do you build that trust, and how do you bring uh, organizations into the digital world? It's radical transparency, and it's going with data, even when the data flies in the face of what your feelings are. Yes, I compress this into have a have a great compass for the business. If mm -hmm. the compass is broken, then you're mm -hmm. going to go um, in the wrong direction. Yeah. But if, if your compass is, is tuned and it works and it shows you the true north, um, you will get to the true north. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and I, and I use that, yeah. And I use that metaphor a lot, which is to pick your north star. Yeah, um, there you go. We yeah. have full yeah. alignment. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Pick that's your north it. star, yeah. and yeah, and that's it. And keep moving. Now you may. And I don't know if you're nautical or, um, you know, I grew up sailing, so um, you may have to tack back and forth to get to yes. your north star, and you may have to change course a little bit, and you but know, you maybe you got to stop off on a couple islands. Yeah, yeah but you keep moving in the same direction, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah that's, you that's keep. You're still moving towards forward. your north star. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what you know, what I see in organizations, and I actually gave this advice. Um, 
to a company I've been working with in Oregon uh, who's doing a startup, which was pick your North Star and just keep moving towards it. Because if you change your North Star and you start heading in another direction and, you, and you're like, ah, you know what, it's taking too long to get to the North Star. Okay. We're going to go to our East Star. It's just all wasted effort. And you end up chasing your tail and burning through resources and never really accomplishing anything. And this all goes back to clarity and setting yes. goals and how do you know you're successful. Set, a goal, set your goals, figure out how you're going to measure success in whatever way that is, by the way. So, um, so, you know, success isn't always about numbers, right? Success could be about happiness. It could be it's about satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, culture it could be a lot of things, but if you don't set those, then you can't. Um, you can't know if you're making that incremental uh, movement towards your goal. Yeah, your expectation will be completely out the window because they, they will be wrong <laughs> as well. So you'll yeah, be thinking that wrong. for the wrong outcome. <laughs> it will never Absolutely. happen. Absolutely. Well, I uh, can't thank you enough for your time, and uh, I hope uh, people will find it really interesting, as I did. I hope so. So Good, yay, thank you. We'll, we'll see you sometime in the future with, with some other topics to discuss. Yes, finally got my startup up and running and we can talk about how that's working. Uh, absolutely, yes. Today's special guest, Kimberly Reuter from Clarity Scale Growth. You can always reach out by going to claritiescalegrowth.com. I'm Edward Lazar from Anthropologistics. Thank you very much. <laughs>